the author and the producer, Stephen Moss, his new book, Ten Birds That Changed the World. We turn to the humble pigeon everywhere in New York. In fact, they're everywhere in Connecticut and everywhere in New England in some form because they've taken very well to America. They urbanize as well as survive in rural America. But you make a very excellent case that pigeons have a skill set that has been fundamental to success, communication, saving people's lives. Good heavens, uh, the, the pigeon has a skill that is, to my knowledge, it doesn't seem to fit any other bird. It always must go home through rain and storm. It's the ultimate mailman. <laughs> That's right. It's the great communicator. And, and, I mean, the pigeons are very, very paradoxical bird because this is the feral pigeon as we call it or the you know we call them the london pigeon or the you know other maybe you call it the new york pigeon you know but this is they are wild birds in a sense but they descend from wild birds which were captured captured and domesticated and then have escaped and gone feral so they're not a bird that for example birders pay a lot of attention to we don't like pigeons very much a lot of birders they you know they don't put them on their lists and yet this bird as you say although it was originally domesticated for food uh, and possibly the use of its feathers and things but mainly food um it was soon discovered that they have this extraordinary skill which of course a lot of birds migrate a lot of birds can find their way to a place the other side of the world and back home to the area where they were born but pigeons have been bred through time to be exceptionally good at this and they are the great communicators yes the examples you give are, are both uh, astonishing and at the same time there's some myth here I, the one i love is uh, rothschild the rothschild bankers nathan rothschild is in london it's 1815 june of 1815 yes yes what's he talking about waterloo of course and the wonderful story is the reason the Rothschilds were able to sell their shares and then and bend them, buy them back cheap is because a pigeon was released on the battlefield of Waterloo and made it home to London in time for Rothschild to buy and sell. Is that accurate, Stephen? No, it's, it's another myth, but it, it's based on accuracy. They certainly tried to do this. I think they had human messengers as well. But what is true is that pigeons often can, particularly in war zones, times particularly in the First World War and the Second World War, pigeons are able to get back quicker than any other means. Um, now, if you think about it, for example, in D-Day, when the, the Americans came and joined forces with the, the British and the Allies to invade continental Europe and to finally defeat the Nazis in 1944, you couldn't use radios because the Nazis didn't know the attack was coming, so they had to have radio silence. So when the ships, we've seen it in films like Saving Private Ryan, when they landed on the Normandy beaches, pigeons were released to take the message back home that they'd, they'd landed successfully, which was absolutely crucial, um, you know, in winning that part of the war that saved the, the democratic world. Um, likewise, you know, in the First World War, there was a pigeon called Cher Ami, which is still in, I think, the National Museum of American History, I think it's called. Is that right? In Washington? Yes. Um, and for this yeah. pigeon, which lacks, it's only got, it's a stuffed version of it, of course, it's only got, I think, one eye and one leg. And this is a bird that was released by a commander of a New York battalion who accidentally and almost tragically had strayed behind the lines 
And so they were being um, shelled by their own army with, you know, what's terribly called friendly fire. And he released various pigeons to try to get them back, and they all got shot. And the final one, Jeremy, reached the men who were doing the shelling just in time for them to stop and saved a large quantity of, of, of ordinary soldiers. And these stories are incredible, you know, the, the fact that pigeons are still used for communication in places in the world. And, of course, the difference between a human um, and a pigeon is you can't, you can't have a double-agent pigeon. You know, pigeons... Pigeons can't be turned. <laughs> and also, you know, they can often get somewhere where any kind of machine or human being might be captured. All right, let's go to the, the, the pigeon wars between the Third Reich and the United Kingdom. Because there's, oh, there, there's a predator that the pigeons must fear, the peregrine falcon, peregrine falcon, which can fly right. 240 miles per hour. Who trained them? Well, what happened was the pigeons were um, trained and released to fly back and forth across the channel, taking messages, and unfortunately they were being killed by wild peregrine falcons. Peregrine falcons feed on any birds, but pigeons are one of their favourites, and that's true in the United States and back in Britain even today. And so what happened was that a group of British soldiers were sent out, a, a crack force, to kill the peregrines because... They were, you know, messages were being lost by these, you know, the peregrines killing the pigeons. And that actually led, along with the use of DDT, which, of course, you know, stories in Britain and America are often in parallel after the war, to the peregrine not quite almost going extinct, but becoming extremely rare and endangered until they finally made a comeback. So, yes, they've, they've come know, back. They've, they've come back. They're good news. The book is Ten Birds That Changed the World. We're headed to Darwin and a myth. Stephen Moss is the author. I'm John. You're listening to CBS Eye on the World with John Batchelor. 